Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Don't mess up because we don't have time to edit. Ah, there's no editing here. We don't edit this podcast. Why would we do such a thing? This is the board game snobs, unedited, uncut, and uncircumcised. Ready. Yes, episode of the podcast about board games, sort of, kind of. It's basically a filler episode to get us through the week because it's almost July Fourth weekend. And we don't filler? have time for this. A filler episode. This is a this is one where we build our we uh, uh, fill out our characters. See anticipation some people call them filler episodes but usually they're episodes that uh you know they they're building out the character and like you no, learn something no. about the person that you didn't that's, know before that's not a filler episode that's a regular episode a filler episode nothing happens no i mean something might not like they might all be locked in a room together and nothing really exciting like oh we locked ourselves in but yet then throughout the episode you learn oh he's scared of the dark and then no. four episodes later, that comes into play. Filler episode. That's not bad. Like I'm thinking the, of like, like the fly episode. Uh, yeah. of Breaking Bad. Yes. Breaking Bad. The fly, which you've never watched. So I don't know why you're referencing it. I hear everybody talk about on podcasts. I'm a podcast listener. It was a great uh, filler episode as filler episodes go. But it was very much on the nose. Just meant to eat up time. So was it him just trying to swat a fly? Is that what it yes. was? Yes. They they are in their laboratory making meth amphetamines and there was a fly What's that? and I'm they not don't familiar. like They don't like flies in their meth. So they were attempting to kill it. The fly was trying to make a meth of things. And that's basically it. That was it. <laughs> but then again, you've got shows that are about nothing, like Seinfeld, but which were all technically filler episodes. That was great. Uh, so they interconnected a lot of those episodes uh, with extreme um, creativeness. I mean, you know, you would start off with Kramer doing something at the beginning that you were thinking, "Well, that's dumb," and then of course by the end, it's it's you know wraps up the whole episode. A Seinfeld was greatness, even though it was about nothing. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't about nothing. They just chose minutia and made those minutia the show. We've done that before. No, but it was the writing that made Seinfeld good. Like the writing, and not so much any character development, because literally nobody developed. Like every, they were all the same people <laughs> that they were when the show started. George was the lovable loser. Kramer was on meth. Eileen was weird. And Jerry was just this burnt toast that he always was. Eileen or Elaine, whichever one. Eileen. What'd I say? <laughs> Come on, Eileen. <laughs> you said Eileen. I don't know who that is. What's, what's the deal with all these Eileen? What's that voice? Do you, I can't do Jerry. You do Jerry. Uh, that's, no, I mean, that's it. That's pretty much it. What's the deal? You just go high pitched. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are these people? 
Stick with Matthew McConaughey. That's where your bread and butter's at. Yeah, but Jerry made like $300 million just asking people about obvious things. That's true. Uh, oval I mean, team. I, it's not oval. It's a circle. Should be called circle team. <laughs> Round team. Oh, everybody clapped. Yeah, do, do you remember Jerry Seinfeld before Seinfeld? No, I was like uh, seven years, eight years old when it first came on so, the air, maybe. No, 10, probably 10. I, I've watched a lot of Jerry Seinfeld stand up here recently. Not not his recent stuff, but just around that time, that era. And he is not funny. No, he's, like he's straight observational comedy, which is okay. But uh, it's not really comedy. It's just observing things. Have you yeah, ever it's noticed? Like, it's like, what's the deal? Like with, you, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just saying stuff that is obvious to the listener and hoping that they laugh uncomfortably. Well, no, it's, about, it's, it's things that he notices that are, what do you call, oh my God, the, uh, uh, relatable. It's relatable things. Like, you know, here's Jerry. He's getting on an airplane. What's the deal with peanuts on an airplane? It's like, oh yeah, I've had peanuts on an airplane. That's that's the thing. That's his whole shtick. Yeah, but why is that funny? Why do people think that's funny? No, that's a whole different question. I don't know. That's 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 what I'd like to delve deep into because I think there is different types of humor. Well, obviously, yes. No. That's why there's all different kinds of comedians. You got well, you got Carrot Top, hilarious. Props. Who doesn't love props? You got Jerry, who's observational. You got uh some uh who's the guy that was like oh he had the big frizzy hair and like all he did was just straight one liners like oh my Mitch god Hedberg. you what well, yeah he's good he's Mitch Hedberg uh no this guy had he had like curly hair on both sides of his head Gallagher. <laughs> No, no, no. That's basically who you are. You're the Gallagher no, no. podcast. Squishing Just watermelons. Smashing pumpkins. If we ever get big enough and we have a big auditorium full of people, I'm just going to come in and smash a watermelon. <laughs> That's like Tom that's what it is. If Tom Vassell just walked into Dice Tower West Con and just smashed some watermelons, oh, everybody would love it. It's what we'll do. We'll, we'll we'll buy a table at BGG Con, and what we'll do is that I'll we'll we'll write out puns that Enrique can sit in the corner and just read in a monotone voice. I'll sit on the sit in the corner drinking while you're up there shirtless with a sledgehammer, just smashing various <laughs> fruit. We should have see. pumpkins up there, and instead of watermelons, I'll be smashing pumpkins. I already made that joke. When like. Like just a minute ago when I said smashing pumpkins. Oh, I didn't hear you. I don't pay attention to what you say. I know because I'm trying to set you up for these jokes and you're missing it. I you're didn't just hear like you. You're just like Jerry Seinfeld. Well, if you shut up for a minute and listen to me once, <laughs> what's uh, the deal with you always over talking me? So uh, it's been forever since we recorded. Uh, Seinfeld sucks. We, I got to work on my Jerry. We uh, played. Well, uh, okay. So. Doing voices is hard. It so, is. So, like, I was trying to come up with a voice, and uh, I was thinking about like a like a British guy, like a oh well, 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 what we have here is our living um, brave Jerry Baker. How's that? I don't. 
Mac, I don't know you, what that is. Would you think that's me if you didn't see me? I don't see you don't now. I've got you turned off. Me. I'm not staring at you. Jerry like, Baker of the board game snobs. What's going on? Uh, it's almost like Jason Statham, like a more grittier, huskier, just Jason, uh, uh, overweight Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds like it's Jason Statham after he has like gotten fired from his job, and now he just hangs out at the dock <laughs> trying to unload boats for his people. I want Soul Megalodon. What is he doing now? Is he still in the F nine? The Fantastic? No, Fast he's Furious? in Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> Hobby Lobby. <laughs> He's in the Hobby Lobby of Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, we could talk about when we went golfing the other day. We haven't discussed that since our last podcast. Yeah. So what was there? We hit a ball. We yelled at, I had to yell at Bubba the entire time to stop yelling. Bubba does not understand golf course etiquette. You can't be loud on the golf course. And Bubba talks loud. He doesn't know how to do this. Bubba's not an ASMR guy. Bubba could never do ASMR. He would just shout your ears off. Golf is boring to watch. How do you want us to talk about it? Golf is boring to watch. I beg to differ, sir. Back in the day, I was very glued to the television when Tiger Woods was in his heyday. I watched Tiger Woods win his first uh, U.S. Open or something. I used to watch Tiger. It's good stuff. I know, but describing golf that you've watched is like it's like you watch like describing a football game or something. You can halfway make some comments, oh, but it's describing like describing anything golf. really is boring. No, it's not. There's a lot of things descriptive that's interesting to hear, but like Tiger, like golf, what he hit a ball. He hit a ball. It went long. It got real close. There you go. That's <laughs> the, he did that eighteen times. Well, uh, all I gotta say is Bubba is a natural golfer, even though he'll get kicked off golf courses for being too loud. Because he birdied. We played a scramble, me and Bubba versus Jerry and another friend of ours, Ruben. Ruben, his first golf game ever. And uh, it was a close one. That's how sad we all are. It was a close one. That was sad we all are. I was carrying Ruben. It was me and Ruben out there, man. We were tearing it up. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Bubba had Bubba birdied a hole all by himself. Um, it was a par four. We both teed off on the uh, the drive. Bubba's was the best. The next shot, his was best. The next shot, his was best. And then, no, uh, yeah, three shots. Then he put he put it in a long one, a long putt. It was unforgettable. <laughs> Get it? I, I, I like yeah, big no. putts, and I cannot lie. None of this is good. None of this is good. It was terrific. Terrific. Golf is boring. Move on. Do you? Ha- I thought you said you had something we was, else. We was riding birdie. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's, we were in really the funny. club. That was really funny. <laughs> it's always that was, you know. It's always it's always good when someone says that's really funny instead of just do, laughing. Do another one. Do another one, well, please. Let me, let me, no, I'm out. I'm out. Did you know you and McGregor's brother was in the Royal Air Force and his nickname is Ob Two? Ob One, 
uh, or Ewan McGregor is married to Elizabeth uh, Winstead, which I did not know. Is that I the really lady like from uh, the Cloverfield Lane? Uh, yes, I really like Elizabeth Winstead. Okay. I just, I'm putting that out <laughs> there. Just put I just that out there? I did, yeah. Her as, lo- uh, as well as, who's the other one you're always touting? Uh, are you talking about, oh, uh, what's your face? Yes. She's good too. What's yeah, her I face? I like her too. <laughs> There's another one you're always touting. Uh, another the actress. One that's in, I, I can't think right now because I'm really in, I'm, I, I have just gotten off work. And I was going to swing by the gas station and get some beer, but then I realized I have self-respect. So I went to the house, and I found a bottle of whiskey. It is literally a glass bottle, and written on it with marker across it is just whiskey. And it is a home-brewed whiskey from a friend of mine. Are there three X's on it somewhere? (laughs) Literally, yes. (laughs) It was a bottle of whiskey whiskey that a friend of mine made gave to me and I stuck in the back of my cabinet and had forgotten about it. Sat in here for case like four of emergency, break glass. Yes. So I am drinking some awfully strong on fire whiskey. This stuff is hot. And, so did uh, he make it himself? Jennifer Conley. Jennifer Conley. Yes, that's your girl. Yes, that's who made it. He, she didn't make this whiskey, but my friend made the whiskey himself. A whiskey Easy. is did he use corn or potatoes or corn? I guess potatoes would be vodka. Yes, I was corn fused. Sorry, you you were. That was a nice pun. Do another <laughs> and one. Amazed. I am. I am now the uh, DJ Khaled of this podcast. Anytime you say something, I'll just say do another one. <laughs> do another one. <laughs> Oh, okay. So before we, right before we started recording, let me tell you why we're a little bit late in recording. It is now 5.55. Today is June 30th. It's a Wednesday. This podcast needs to be uploaded by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Probably won't happen by then, but we'll see what happens. Okay, so uh, Saturday evening, we have over some dear friends, some dear, dear friends, and I posted this to... Uh, the social medias. This friend of mine said, oh, it's Ruben. Actually, he was golfing with us. It was the his first time golfing, and he has been a longtime friend. He says, hey, we're fixing to move away. I want to play a game with you. He's never played a board game, a hobby style designer board game. He says, before I move away, I want to play a game with you. I was like, all right. So him and his uh, him and his wife come. And this over. is how you found out they were swingers. <laughs> I thought he was talking about golf clubs, but oh well. Do another one. <laughs> so uh, I said, "All right, come on over. All right, come on over." You made this whole context a little bit different with just that. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so he, him and his wife come over. We grill some... Oh, I got a new... I got so much in my life that's happened recently. Hold on. Come on over. We'll play some Splendor. Okay. My wife and I also bought a uh, a griddle instead of a, a charcoal grill. Or even a, a griddle. Gas, a, a griddle. It's a large, flat griddle in which you can cook 
burgers, steaks. You can grill vegetables. It's just you can you can make pancakes, eggs, bacon all at the same time. It's wonderful. I'm over. I'm so over the classic grill with the grates where all the juices fall away. No, I want my burger to cook in those juices. I don't want them juices falling to the bottom of the, 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 you know, the, the device. I want them cooking in their own juices. We had burger. That was some of the best burgers I ever had. We grilled burgers, uh, slapped some bacon on there, some onions, some bell pepper, uh, some jalapenos. We had it all going on. So we ate some burgers, put some cheese on it, cheeseburgers, actually. And then uh, he says, all right, let's play a game. So I break out Royals. You know what, Jerry? Jerry? Yes? Royals. Top 10 game of all time for me. I've decided I've decided it needs to be touted. Royals deserves a place in everyone's top 10 because... I have showed Royals to so many people that have never played hobby type games before, and it has never failed me. The only thing I don't like about Royals is that it's not very thematic in that all the depiction of Royals are of people who are very attractive, which we all know that most of the Royals are actually inbred and have extra earlobes. And uvulas in weird places. <laughs> uvulas in weird places. Where would a, a uvula be in a weird place? Like the back of your knee? Well, yeah, you've seen people that have extra uvulas, haven't you? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. What do you do with yeah, that? Oh, the extra uvula? I don't know. I guess you get it taken out. You get it. You get it cut off. I love uvula. That's a. Well, I wonder where that term comes from. What I love that you hang on how you spell it. Uvula. U L A. Uvula. I loved her in Kill Bill. Let's see. <laughs> Uvula. You. I can't spell it. U. U V U L A. I'm assuming. Uvula is a fleshy extension at the back of the soft oh, palate, which hangs extension. above the throat. Do you need your uvula? How many? No. Uh, talk about circumcision. <laughs> Can you circumcise your uvula? It's a fleshy extension. The uvula has a function. During swallowing, <laughs> soft palate and the uvula move together to close off the nasal pharynx to prevent food from entering the nasal cavity. Uh, That's interesting. The, the predator uses it. Yeah, predator. Is that baby. is that what the predator is? He's yes. just a he's uvula. A, he's a giant walking uvula. <laughs> he's an evolved uvula. Someone someone circumcised the uvula out of their throat, threw it on the ground in outer space, and from that, from this uh, uh, organic pool of uh, whatever life comes out of. Here comes a uvula crawling out of this sea of things, and it develops arms and a legs and becomes a predator and then begins to hunt down the people that cut it out of their throat. Maybe have, humans were all born with two uvulas. 
A predatory uvula. So a that would make like the aliens, the, the xenomorphs a from aliens. They're like prostates. Prostates, predatory prostates or something, right? What are they? Predatory are you prostates? <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. I what are they? We, I don't know. What were you talking about, though? Jennifer Conley. <laughs> um, did you know? Royals. Top 10. Yes, it's good. Royals is, uh, you know, it's been in my top 10 before, I feel like, and then it fell out. But upon being a reasonable person, I'm like, Royals is an amazing game. It does not get, I I don't ever hear about Royals, ever. It's a dice tower essential, so it should be touted. He talked about it when it was coming out, very popular, but since then, nothing. Arcane Wonders, I don't know who makes it now. You know, all these uh, IPs, board games go from one publisher to the next. I'm assuming Arcane Wonders still makes it. I don't know. But Royals. I'm going to send them an email right now. Royals needs to be in everyone's introductory list to introduce people to games because. I taught Ruben and Christy this within 10 minutes. I showed them a set collection and how the different rounds of the game go. We played a round or two, and I was like, introduce the next phase of the game. I was like, okay, so now once you've done this, then you do this. We played a couple more rounds, and I said, okay, now that y'all have that down, these also count as points. And I talked about, you know, how from you go from the king down to the marshal. If you collect all those, if you are able to put a uh, one of your cubes in one uh, from a king down to a marshal, then you get those bonus points. Blah blah blah. Then there's country points. Uh, country points can deny <laughs> city points. <laughs> uh, end of round points. If you have the most influence in certain uh, uh, countries like France, I think it's Germany. England and I forget the green one. There's green, Spain, blue. Spain or the Dutch. Yes. <laughs> it's probably this, <laughs> the Dutch. Uh, great game. They they were loving it. We were loving it. And then the wine gets spilled. Yeah, that was your fault though, because you should have. It you was. Have to- I I I was trying not to be that guy. And you know had, that we is were, not we being were, that be guy. Quiet. Okay, now be quiet. Listen, we were all having a good time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to introduce this to them. I'm going to introduce, introduce. My tongue's fat. I'm going What's to. What's the deal with uvulas? <laughs> I'm going to introduce them to this game, Royals. We're going to go into my game room, around my game table. And I'm going to show oh. this in game. We're having a good time. Ruben places the wine glass in one spot, and and I move it from off the table, and I put it over in this other spot. I'm like, well, let's move this over here. And then I'm I'm placing mine in a certain spot. I, I tell Charday and I tell Gina and put you in, make sure everything's good over there. Okay. Well, we're all having a real good time. We go through round one. We go through round two. Then we go through round three. We just start round three, the final round of Royals. And I notice that the wine glass is between Ruben and Christy. And it's in a precarious position. It's on the edge of my gaming table. I'm like, hmm, I notice it. But I got distracted with something. So I kind of just, I noticed it and then I got distracted. But as soon as I noticed it, I should have said something. Because you know what? 
even when you're trying to be not that guy and you notice something around your gaming table that especially food or drink and you're like hmm that could cause a lot of damage i should have said something because ruben got excited he had completed uh the uh, king and royals once you place a cube in the various locations king princess countess all the way down to marshall you get these bonus points well royal i got the first one so i got 16 points reuben got the second one so he was about to get 12 points he got excited he stood up his first game ever very excited was loving it knocked the wine glass over onto the game table wine everywhere it starts going under the cards it's on the board Starts going under the, the cubes and the marshal and all that stuff. There's the little cards on the side. Uh, and my, I was just like, okay, I don't want to overreact because I'll clearly, these are my friends and this is just a game. They're not just, anymore. <laughs> and I don't want to overreact and make this a thing. It's just material possessions. Friends are more no. important than material possessions. No, right? you should have told them from the beginning. This is why you direct people who are new in the hobby about what is appropriate. If somebody had done that for Bubba when he first started golfing, we wouldn't be dealing with a madman who takes his shirt off on the eighth hole when he birdies something and screams at the top of his lungs. You have to direct newbies on how to appropriately conduct themselves. Well, I didn't. And, well, and you paid the price. And I paid the price. So all over the, my beautiful purple mat that I got just for you, the purple. I like purple. Um, wine everywhere. Wine all over the game. Wine on a couple of cards. And I was like, uh And then in the midst of that, so my wife, in trying to react to that, trying to clean up, in Royals, whenever you go into a city with your cube, then you also... It, like so if i go into a city like say i go into london and say it's the princesses over london then you also put a cube on a princess card off to the side that you that's like a majority thing if you have the majority of cubes on the princesses or the marshals or the barons or the cardinals then you get those points in the game uh, unless you've played it's kind of hard to describe but anyway all those got all the cubes on all those things got knocked off in the midst of the panic and the cleaning and then i was like well we can't figure out where we were like for me the most devastating part of this we were in the final round of this game and i could not we could not score it we could not finish it i was teaching ruben and christy this was our first game they were having a good time Charday was killing it like she was getting all the like she was riding the coach. She had like a couple of uh, uh, primary influence points. And then she got the secondary influence points. Like the first two rounds, she was killing it. And I was doing pretty good. I got that thing for having the king down in the marshal. But then that happened. Scoring went out the window. Chaos ensues. Wine over my purple neoprene mat. <sighs> And it kind of it kind of messed with my brain because I just I'm I'm the kind of person that like I have a if if things don't go according to plan for my brain it just sends me I'm just glitching I'm just like oh and I just uh 
But I, I come. I, I think I come. And my wife says you composed yourself very well. You acted very well. You didn't overreact. You didn't make a jerk of yourself. You know, wine got spilt. It possibly ruined your mat. Possibly ruined your game. But you did okay. You didn't. You got to get that mat fixed because I'm not playing on any mat that's not purple. Well, I oh, don't get me to my second point of this whole conversation. Okay, so. That was done. Blah, blah, blah. We still had a nice evening. I was like, well, we can't finish this game. This, uh, we, we lost track of our cubes. Blah, blah, blah. They still, I asked Reba, I said, but until then, what do you think of the game? He's like, I was having a good time. I was like, well, yeah, well, I wish we could have scored it, but you knocked the wine over, Ruben. It's okay. I still love you. Um, so get to the purple mat. The purple mat is covered in wine. And I'm like, you know what? There's a few greasy spots from Enrique in past game days. My wife is like, what's this greasy spot? I'm like, I don't know. That's Enrique's side of the table. I pull the mat up off my ultimate gaming table, which incidentally has apparently gone out of business. I saw that posted on a Sporadically Boards Facebook group. <clears throat> so I pull the neoprene mat up and it's backed. The neoprene under the back is rubber. So thankfully, none of the wine got through to the wood. Quality, quality stuff. But to put, and when they sent me this table, they sent me a purple mat and a black mat. So the purple mat, I, I, I pulled it up and my wife says, I think I can wash it. And I saw on Facebook, I uh, mentioned this and people are like, I think you can wash it on a low cycle of the machine wash. So she's like, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to try that. So I'm like, well, I need something in the meanwhile. I've got the black mat that came with the game, never used it. They made this table like a freaking tank because I couldn't slide it back underneath. It was easy to pull up the mat, but to slide it back underneath, they got these wooden ledges that kind of locked it into place. So I ended up right before we were recording this podcast. I'm like, I got to have my stuff set up. So I'm. Trying to take apart this table of ultimate gaming, and it's a it's a beast. I it was a beast to put together. There's a thousand screws, and I was doing it wrong. So finally, I look it up on YouTube. The YouTube lady's like, "Okay, this is how you put a table together." I was like, "Oh, okay." So I need to do all this, this, and this. I've shopped. My wife shops at IKEA. All of our furniture is from IKEA. You know nothing about putting together furniture until you've cussed at some Swedish cartoon that's trying to get you to put together 18-foot-tall bookshelves without a wrench. Well, this is very close because this this table is it's very... The problem is it's very well put together, like very well. So in order to unput it together, you have to take all of these... Screw! Why do people use those hexagon screws? Why not? Why uh, I, I <sighs> hexagons are are in terms of physics, they're much more powerful. <laughs> but it's, but on the outside, it's just the screw. The thing I no, use to screw it in is just a hexagon. The hexagon gives it its strength. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It could have just as easily been a Phillips, but they used all no. this weird whatever no. screw. And nobody oh likes Phillips. So milk I, of magnesium. I had this thing apart, 
And it had me all stressed out because my gamery was just a mess. And I I have to have things a certain way for me to be able to relax. And then I, I barely slept it together before this podcast. And here we are. Sounds like you're just super neurotic. Erotic? Yes. Yes. Another one. Yes. Yes, yes. It sounds like uh, you had a bad time because you didn't do your due diligence and keep some noob from spilling wine. That's okay. That's why I say there is no such thing as being that guy when you're hosting a game night. You sit down. You make sure people understand. I agree now. From now on, I'm like, you know what? Hey, I let this slide last time, and look what happened. Yes. Yeah. No, you tell people. Don't put your cup up here. There's a cup holder. Don't do that. All this right. has been great. Let's call this one. A, let's call this a wrap. That's it. We're done. That's it. We got to release this. This is filler. But I have some notes. Hang on. Just the purpose of this was to get people prepped for the upcoming Porpoise. weeks. Hang on. So let me go through the news real fast. What we have up in store for our listeners. Okay. Are you there? Did you cut out? I'm here. I'm here. I'm listening. You're just being strangely quiet. I'm, I'm listening. Oh, okay. So we're going to be doing our top 25 instead of a top 10 or top 20 this year. We hate top 100s and top 50. But after compiling this list of games, of quality games, we have settled on 25, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. And so we'll probably be doing that sometime soon. So in anticipation of that, why don't y'all send us like your top five or your favorite game or something like that? We might read what you think. Oh, hey, uh, we, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need emails. We haven't we haven't gotten emails in a while. It's summertime. People are out sunning, getting their uvulas tan and such. My uvulas uh, are very tan. Enrique will probably do a top five. He doesn't know about that yet. So get ready for whatever crap he puts out there. Uh, let's see. We're going to be playing and reviewing and talking about Oath. Uh, We've played Space. Flotilla. We're going to review that. We've played Demoker. We're going to review that. Uh, Profiteers, a new game that's not out yet by uh, Stronghold Games. Uh, Space Race. Bunch of stuff. Just stuff. Let me look at the rest of the news. Let's see. Bill Cosby, they let him out. <laughs> He's overturned. What's going on, Bill? What? What's going on with the Cosbys? Uh, um, yeah, he got I out. was going to say real quick. If you enjoy, uh, this is my thing. If you enjoy listening to board game snobs, you know, feel free to tweet about us, Instagram about no. us. Shut up! I'm talking. I know I, you always. You oh, hold on. Feel free to tweet about us, Instagram about us, say, hey, enjoying the board game snobs, post about us, say, hey, this is the episode, of, oh, I like this episode. Uh, spread the love. We need to spread the love. That's Don't all. Don't ruin a good thing. Don't ruin a good thing, because then people will start listening, and they'll start trying to get us to, to I don't know, uh, change They'll start calling out all the stuff that we're wrong about. It'd be best if you just not tell anybody. Tell about everyone us. about us. Shout us out. Uh, SirMeeple.com. SirMeeple.com. We have shirts for uh, code Zoinka. You can have free shipping over $50, something like that, somewhere. So I forget the, forget the amount. I need to get me a shirt. Yes, you do. 
All right. Well, that's that's going to do it for this episode. I've got to put this out. Okay. So I got Bill Cosby got out, and this episode's coming out. There's a joke there. I'm trying to make it. Hang on. I'm writing it as we speak. You know a it's word not, I've seen everywhere here lately that's driving me coming. insane? not coming have what? you heard have you heard the word conflate like everybody's saying conflate uh no but i know what conflate means what does it mean because everyone is saying it and i feel like i've never heard this word before except for like the past month i don't know why i don't know where you've been hearing it from where you've been hearing podcast i listen to podcast 12 hours a day while i'm driving truck okay well conflate. when you conflate something it's when you make something in twitter you, Oh, Twitter. Oh, God. The Twitter people Podcasts just... and Twitter. That's why I hear Twitter, conflate. Twitter people just come up with words. They pick words and they try to use them to sound smart. But when you conflate an argument, it's like you're making a point or you're arguing about something and you're trying to combine two things together. You're conflating them. So it's like, I don't like the fact that I don't like this thing here. Da, 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 da. And you try to conflate that into something else. Well, I feel like I've conflated podcasts and Twitter because I've heard that word on both a lot. Conflate. Mm. Conflate. Conflate or conflate? Conflate. Star Trek conflate. Star Trek conflate. That's when con got really fat. Star Trek conflatilla. We'll talk about that next time. Oh, that would you should have saved that for the next episode. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We got to get this garbage out. I mean, we got to get this episode out there. We got Sam a guest Rouleau. on next time. Sam Rouleau, got- he was concerned. He says, now don't put out something real quick. You know, if y'all, I'd rather a good episode next week than something not good this week. I was like, you know, we don't prepare for any of them, Sam. It's all good. They're all the but same. Next week will be fire. We've got Don Gilstrap. Who's that, you wonder? I don't know either. Good question. Somebody, he's, he's a, coming on the show. He's a fan of board game snobs. Now we just have on fans. That's all. We just we just interview fans. That's all we do. I think people completely misunderstood and conflated what I said when I wanted only fans. <laughs> now everybody keeps coming on. I don't think y'all are getting it. You search board game snobs, only fans. You pay your $5. You get to see things that you'll never forget. Uvulas, mostly. Uvulas. Predatory uvulas. <laughs> Predatory uvulas. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Gabby. That's Jerry, the silent Jerry. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Good morning, slash afternoon, slash evening, slash night. Gabby, Jezebel. What's happening? Um, Yeah, Joel here with another episode of A Whole Lot of Dribble. Come on, Bon. Still walking the dog, as you can probably hear. My dog's name's Bonnie. We thought thought of Bonnie in the car after picking her up from the... um, We got her from the pound. We thought, oh yeah, Bonnie's a nice name. And then every second bloody dog we've met, and even some people are named Bonnie... Oh, yeah, my dog's name's Bonnie. Oh, my daughter's name Bonnie. But, oh, okay. We're not particularly unique or, you know, novel in any way. Oh, well. She's still a good dog. She's about, she's like eight years old. Cattle dog. 
Aussie cattle dog. You've seen an Australian cattle dog, cross bull terrier. So she's got a little bit of um, pep in her, but she's good. She's a loyal dog. Anyway, that's um, a bit of dog dribble for you. How's it going? I am um, still listening to this to you seriously waffle on with the Aussie with Michael Langford and given you've got to give guys a nickname we'll just call him Langers so you guys and Langers having a chat um but yeah no I think what were you guys talking about because as I told you we've got as an oncologist I know a little bit about Aussie animals a little bit talk about Tassie Devil and and they have bred recently but they've bred on the mainland they used to be used to naturally occur on the mainland so not just on Tasmania but uh, I think we drove them to extinction because yeah again humans we're pretty good at what we do um but yeah I think they've started breeding them again in a actually not too far from where I live up at a place called Barrington Tops they've started breeding them again up there so that's kind of exciting they might release them back in the wild at some point on the mainland but then we've got to actually have wild places left so hopefully we can do that anyway um yeah just thought i'd say hello again thanks um and yeah garby look i know you probably don't think so anyway but just in case there's definitely no expectation for you to play this stuff again like goodness me the last one i think what you have one you had one person who commented favorably everyone else probably just thought oh goodness me what's this crap if they listen to it at all so honestly don't worry about it i just it's just nice to know you get them and they find them into somewhat entertaining don't know about this one though um yeah so thanks man all right so played a game of search for planet x last night you heard that one played that one um you seen this have you noticed this um yeah so which is good it was good played it with a couple that live around the corner from us um, they're, they're ultra competitive though, which so it puts me and my partner off a little bit. They really like to win, which is fine. And I mean, we have a laugh and stuff, but yeah, anyway. But it's a good game, good deduction game. Don't know if you've heard of it. That was fun. Played um, the Harv for the first time recently as well, a Nuve Rosenberg game. That was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. So, you know, look, I. I enjoy most games. I'm probably not like Jezebel and rate everything a between a four and a six. I'm probably sitting magically around that seven, eight mark for most games I play. I think it's because I do, like you guys probably, although you do get some free games and you sort of somewhat feel obliged to play whatever just comes in the mail, but, but I tend to research and my friends tend to research games. So you kind of rarely play really crap games like you just don't seem to play them because you you read reviews or hear about them and then you just you know give them a wide berth so i think that's the reason why for many of us we play games that are in that sort of yeah it's good category um holy crap just come across some roadworks these guys are the worst at like telling you where to walk Anyway, riveting listening, no doubt. Um, I really don't have much else to say, so I think I might just do a, some quick dribble today, which might be appreciated. Um, thanks, gentlemen. 
Have a lovely day. What is it for you there? Monday? Have a nice Monday. Monday evening. Hey dude, how are you? One of my mates. Um, thanks, gents. Sorry, this is going to be the worst one yet. <laughs> uh, ciao. Hey, Agabi, Jerry, and Enrique. Daniel here from New Zealand. And uh, I just wanted to record this in response to Michael Langford's episode. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed it, but there are a few things I needed to um, correct and, and get straight. Uh, first of all, if he does send you Vegemite, don't don't have it. He's trying to poison you. What you want to do is try and find yourself some Marmite uh, from New Zealand. Try that. Don't take a spoonful of it, as everyone on YouTube does. Spread it thinly on your toast. Get some cheese, egg, or avocado if you want. Put that on top. Eat that. Delicious. You'll have a great time. Uh, don't like I said. Don't try his Vegemite. Um, we're proud to have Russell Crowe as a New Zealand actor. Uh, New Zealand's a great country compared to Australia. We're like, uh, you know, the cooler, hotter, older brother. While Australia's kind of just like the fat little kid that doesn't really get around much, or and and everyone just has pity on. Uh, other than that. Yeah, I just wanted to say it was a great episode. Great to hear Michael Langford talking. Um, I agree with him that underwater is really scary. I don't want to play any games where I'm exploring deep underwater. That's just an area to stay away from. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else I was going to say. But yeah, just thanks for the good episode.